Can you imagine if I had said no that day when I was asked to go to Poland? Always remember some opportunities only come once and we have to grab them. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. I am alone today. I know that you enjoy listening to all those wonderful guests that I interview on my show. But today I'm going to talk about myself and I'm going to tell you the story how I became an interpreter for the Cypriot and European police many years ago. A couple of weeks ago, I was invited by the Greek Police Trade Union who organized the 11th Congress of CESP. CESP means Comité Européen des Syndicats de Police, or in English, European Police Trade Union. They invited me to spend three days in Crete and to receive an honorary award for all my work as an interpreter and administrator that I have done for them in the past 17 years. I know that my Greek friend Petros has a lot to do with this invitation and with the award. I was truly humbled and extremely happy about this because we all want to be recognized. We want that someone appreciates what we do. Appreciation is a basic human need. When you and your work is being recognized, your self-esteem, your satisfaction and your productivity rise. You get motivated to do better and more work. People want to be respected and valued for their contribution. And of course, my husband Hector was invited as well. And we spent three wonderful days driving around Crete, going to Ayos Nikolaos, Elunda, driving across the country, visiting friends in Chania, and even having a coffee on Stavros Beach, where the famous movie Sorba the Greek was filmed. 17 years is a long time, and it gave me the opportunity to travel all around Europe and even to the US, where conferences were organized. And of course, it also created wonderful and very unexpected friendships, some with people who I cannot even communicate in the same language, despite the fact that I speak six languages. One of my big advantages, of course, was, and always will be, is that I am a thoroughbred tour guide. I can travel with anybody. Shy, bold, complicated, rude, difficult, late, demanding, nice, not nice. I have seen it all in the 11 years of my time of tour guiding and traveling all over the world before I settled down and had children. But let's start from the beginning. I have talked about this in other episodes already, but this time I want to go a little deeper. I had started working occasionally for the Limassol police station. As an interpreter, they used to call me when they were taking statements from people who didn't speak Greek. One day at the end of one of those interrogations, a high-ranking police officer started speaking to me and told me that he is the president of the Cyprus Police Association 
and that he goes to a couple of conferences every year and that he always takes an interpreter with him because he only speaks Greek. And he needed someone who speaks French especially because at the time the general secretary of CESP was French. And even though everything was always sent in French and English, he wanted somebody who speaks French. When he heard that I speak both languages very well, he thought that I would be suitable for the job. And of course, I was intrigued and scared at the same time because I wasn't sure if my Greek is good enough. But I also know that some great opportunities only appear once. And when you say no, the door closes and people never ask you again. So I said yes. And sure enough, about three weeks later, I got a call from a secretary who asked me if I would go to Poland with a delegation of Cypriot police officers. And so I did. It was my first and very fascinating experience. I was absolutely terrified in that room on the first morning of the conference, but then started to relax when I realized that, that I can do this. The day before, we had met with Lech Walesa, the famous Polish statesman, dissident and Nobel Prize laureate. He was the leader of the Solidarity Movement and led a successful pro-democratic effort in 1989 and ended the communist rule in Poland and also ushered the end of the Cold War. In 1990, Walesa became the first democratically elected president of Poland since 1926 and the first ever Polish president elected in popular vote. And there I was, standing next to him and handing over a gift from the Cyprus Handicraft Center and explaining him what it is. He spoke in Polish to us. But when his interpreter translated something, he said, no, that's not what I said. He corrected her, which was so funny because he obviously understood English very well. This conference in Gdansk was my entry ticket to a 17-year-long part-time job with the Cyprus Police Association. I did well, and many people were impressed because I could speak to practically everyone because I speak German, French, English, good enough Italian and Spanish to communicate. And of course, my ace up my sleeve, sorry, in this case, is my Greek. I started learning Greek many years ago in Greece, and I am fluent and I have a very good vocabulary. This conference in Poland ended with an excursion to Malborg Castle, where we had a barbecue but my adrenaline was still so high from the work I had done that I wasn't very hungry. And I mostly drank vodka, actually too much of it. And I felt so sick on the bus and all the way home back to the hotel. As I said, from then on, the Cyprus Police Association didn't look for another interpreter. Over the 17 years, I worked with four different presidents I helped one of them to become Deputy General Secretary of the European Police Trade Union. And of course, one of them became president. But more of that later. 
The second conference that I was going to took place in Velenje, Slovenia, and I had never been to any of the ex-Yugoslavian countries before. There was a funny little incident before we left. I was asked to go and pick up the tickets. And when I got to the travel agency and when the lady explained me our flight schedule, she mentioned the arrival time in Bratislava, which immediately caught my attention. Bratislava isn't in Slovenia. It's the capital of Slovakia. Someone had goofed and we had flights to the wrong place. Fortunately, we managed to sort things out and got to Ljubljana on time. It was great now to already know a few of the people that I had connected with in Poland the year before. One thing that I had observed was that the Cypriot participants mostly spent time with their Greek colleagues. Obviously, because they spoke the same language, but I thought the idea of participating in European conferences was to connect with all of them. And I gradually started changing that by including them into chats with delegates from other countries while interpreting for them. During these conferences, important police-related issues from the member countries are discussed. Crucial points of interest are shared for the overall functioning of the police in Europe. And of course, police rights are presented in front of the relevant authorities, such as the European Parliament, the European Commission, the Council of Europe, and the United Nations. Of course, I am not going to disclose anything in this podcast that is or was discussed. And I'm not going to mention any names, unless it's on a real friendship basis. During these conferences, the organizing country also wants to show the beauty of their places. And in Velenje, we visited the coal mining museum of Slovenia and descended underground with Slovenia's oldest working lift to the coal mining train, which led through historic scenes with dolls and audiovisual presentation of the miners' lives and work. We were served a beautiful dinner at the Velenje Castle, which was built in the 13th century and really looks like a fairy tale castle with its courtyard, picturesque walls and towers, and this majestic Renaissance roundel. During this conference, we also found out that there would be a congress in 2005, which would take place in Varna in Bulgaria another country that I had never been before. One little handicap about living on my beautiful island in the sun is that Cyprus isn't so well connected to all European destinations. We often had to take three flights to get to a place. And of course, we spent lots of time in airports. And by the way, my book, The Soul Kit, First Aid for the Soul, which I published in 2018, was mostly written on flights or in airport lounges. In 2005 in Varna, a new executive board was elected and I met someone who I became very close to over the years. 
my gorgeous friend Chantal. She was a member of the French delegation. We used to be the ones who laughed the loudest because we had such a similar sense of humor. And even though we are not doing this anymore, we speak on the phone regularly. And I am hoping that we will be able to get together soon. It was supposed to happen before, but COVID messed it up. Another thing that happened in Varna was that I helped the Greek delegation to have their first deputy general secretary elected. Actually, now that I remember, he was not the first. But I helped Michalis Karamalakis, who later became the chief of police of Greece and who was honored together with me in Crete three weeks ago. We were always close to the Greeks because we are neighbors, speak the same language, and the guys have each other's backs. Between Varna and the next conference in Leipzig in Germany, the Cypriot president changed. But the new president was already involved before and he knew me and continued working with me. We traveled to Leipzig and enjoyed this beautiful town. And we demonstrated in the street about some police rights that I don't remember. This is the funny part of this job. Me, who has about as much in common with being a police officer as day and night, I really enjoyed all these things. And I had become quite indispensable within this non-governmental organization. I started helping Gerard, the French general secretary, translating the final resolution at the end. And I was always included in drafting it. And whenever there was somebody in the room who wasn't understood, I was usually called to help out. In 2007, we started a period of having two conferences a year. We went to Rimini in Italy, which I absolutely loved. I have always loved Italy. Everything about it. The language, the people, the food. And we were treated like royalties at this conference. At the end of the conference, we were taken on an excursion to the Republic of San Marino, which is one of the world's smallest countries, but yet independent, even though surrounded by Italy. And I added it to my list of over 100 countries that I have visited in the world. The same year, I went to Bucharest for the first time. I had never been to Romania and I was so excited to see that crazy but world-famous Ceausescu Palace. I was also a little shocked how backward some places were, and especially looking at some of the electricity wires all over the place worried me slightly. I loved the architecture and enjoyed the wonderful hospitality. In 2008, the first conference of the year took us to Wageningen in Holland which is a very clean and green Dutch university town. Of course, I had been to Holland before, but never actually to this place. It was wonderful to experience this and go on walks with my friend Chantal. And we still share a joke about the wooden clocks, which we all got at the end as a gift. The second half of 2008 was time for another Congress which meant that a new executive board was elected again. This time we went to Novi Sad 
and I had never been to Serbia before. Except for Budapest and Prague, these were not places that I would have gone as a tour guide. And I felt extremely grateful that I got all these opportunities. Novi Sad was a very interesting experience. But the one thing that I will always remember forever is stopping over in Budapest on the way back home. We had a long layover and decided to go into town and go somewhere and have dinner. As we were walking around the Budapest Hill area, I noticed a TV in one of the shops which showed the tennis final between Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal in Madrid. I am a huge tennis fan and an even bigger fan of Federer. And I stopped to go and have a look. At the end, all of us were in that shop screaming and shouting together with the Hungarian shop owner and watched Federer win. In 2009, I traveled to Bosnia for the first time and I absolutely loved Sarajevo. What a charming town. It lies in the narrow valley of the Miljaka River at the foot of Mount Trebevich. And it was and is a melting pot of cultures and religions for centuries. One of the most famous places in Sarajevo is the legendary Latin Bridge, where the Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austro-Hungary was assassinated, which started the First World War. The same year, we also traveled to Malta, the island country located in the central Mediterranean, another place where I had never been before. Malta has a lot in common with Cyprus. Both countries were British colonies and inherited British systems. They also drive on the left side of the road. And both countries have been molded by centuries of foreign rule by various powers. On the occasion of this conference, we were invited to the presidential palace and I met the president of Malta, George Abela. In 2010, we went back to Slovenia, but this time to the mountains, to Kranska Gora. And once more, I realized how very beautiful Slovenia is. Kranska Gora is an alpine resort, and I had known it from World Cup ski races. It's so funny how we remember certain things which happen at certain places. During this conference, the Soccer World Cup was happening in South Africa. And during one of the sessions in the conference room, I was watching the scoreboard on the internet of a match between Spain and Switzerland, where Switzerland actually beat the Spaniards and the Spaniards became world champion at that event. In 2012, at the Congress in Santander in the north of Spain, one of my men was elected Deputy General Secretary for the first time. This meant that we would be traveling even more and also attend the executive board meetings. These days, the General Secretary, my friend Gerard, was based in Lyon, and I traveled there so many times and got to love this place so much. Lyon is known for its historical and architectural landmarks and is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. 
and it was historically known as an important area for the production and weaving of silk and in modern times has developed a, a reputation as the capital of gastronomy in France. A year later, in 2012, I traveled to Tirana in Albania for the first time. And I was very pleasantly surprised because so many people had warned me and told me that it's dangerous and backwards. I have watched Tirana change because over the last 10 years, I have been there at least five times and it has turned into a neat place with much better roads now. The one thing that always makes an impression on me is the famous Albanian hospitality. People are beautiful and very friendly. And I also got to know the seaside, which is absolutely gorgeous. The seaside from Duras down to Saranda along the Ionian Sea is amazing and so many nearly empty beaches definitely worth a visit in 2013 we were invited to go to north macedonia at the time it was still called firom the former yugoslavian republic of macedonia but then the dispute with the greeks over the name was settled traveling to north macedonia for us was easy because we just needed to fly to thessaloniki in the north of greece from there, we were picked up by the organizer with a little bus or a car, and then we were driven to beautiful Ohrid. This is a very fascinating part of the world. The lake is considered the deepest and oldest in Europe, and the beaches are beautiful and clean. I loved buying the famous Ohrid pearls, which are made of shells. Ohrid is known for having 365 churches, one for each day of the year, and has been referred to as the Jerusalem of the Balkans. The city is rich in picturesque houses and monuments, and tourism is predominant. In 2014 and 2015, the conference and congress took place on our island in Cyprus, in Paphos, and we had lots of fun organizing it. Well, they had, the Cyprus Police Association. On the occasion of this Congress, a Cypriot man was elected president of CESP, president of the European Police Trade Union, and I became his personal interpreter and consultant. I organized all the trips, and there were many, because the president was often invited by the member countries to attend their elections or other events. These were three very intense and extremely exciting years. We traveled at least once a month or even more sometimes. And as mentioned before, had to stop over often, either in Athens or Frankfurt or Munich. And I started feeling that these airports were like another home. And I also started doing administrative work for CESP. Let me tell you a little bit about the highlights of these three years with the president. We had to attend the sessions of the non-governmental organizations at the Council of Europe in Strasbourg every year. And I absolutely love Strasbourg, but getting there was a headache because there were no flights. We used to fly from Larnaca to Athens, then onwards to Frankfurt, 
And then we got on a three hours bus ride to Strasbourg. The bus was part of the flight ticket. It was a bus with a flight number. We often got invited to sports days and events on the Balkans. I don't know how many times I have been to North Macedonia and I got to love this place a little more every time. The people were so hospitable and I have friends there, I believe. On one of our visits, we drove from Skopje to Kosovo and I got to experience this little country as well. Some of the most memorable trips were to Montenegro. What a beautiful country, amazing beachfront. And then driving along the sea to Perast and Kotor is something that I will never forget. On one of the trips, we stayed another day and drove from Budva to Dubrovnik in Croatia. So much beauty all along. Once I was in Podgorica in the capital of Montenegro with a group and someone needed a suit for a wedding. And so we also combined our conference trips with a visit to the tailor. During a visit to Bosnia, we were invited to go river rafting on the Tara River, which flows from Montenegro into Bosnia. Going to the start of the rafting, we drove through these beautiful forests, which I always notice when I fly home to Switzerland and I look down from the plane. This was so much fun and we had to show our ID cards before we started because we were river rafting from one country into another. Now, let's put it up a little higher because one of the most memorable trips during those presidential years was probably visiting Crimea one year after it had been annexed by Russia and we were going around Sevastopol and Yalta. We visited the Livadia Palace, which is a former summer retreat of the latest, last Russian Tsar, Nicholas II, and his family in Livadia in Crimea. The Yalta Conference was held there in 1945, where President Franklin Roosevelt, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and the Soviet Premier Joseph Stalin made important decisions regarding the future progress of the war and the post-war world. The main reason for our visit was to attend the Black Sea Fleet Parade, a demonstration of power and might on this Sunday, which I will never forget. And I often think of now when I watch what is happening between Russia and Ukraine. In October 2017, I was offered a special treat from the General Secretary, He was invited by the New York Police Department to attend a big conference in Las Vegas. He asked me to go along because he appreciated my work and wanted to give me a little incentive. Of course, I took the opportunity and stopped over in New York before the conference and then spent some amazing days with the American police. They do things big. I have never been to such a conference in my life before. They hosted us at the Venetian Hotel, took us to some amazing places, and I even had some time to get together with my Swiss friend Sonia Banz, who lives in Las Vegas. This is just a part of all the things that I experienced in those 17 years. 
Can you imagine if I had said no that day when I was asked to go to Poland? Always remember, some opportunities only come once and we have to grab them. I am so grateful for this experience. And I never thought that after my 11 years of tour guiding, I would be able to experience something like that again. I am grateful for all the fun and laughter that I had with these crazy guys who I traveled with. I could tell a lot of stories, but I won't because that would be betraying the trust that they put in me. And I loved it when their wives came along sometimes. It was my deepest dive into Cypriotness at its best, talking about families, tradition, food, shopping, kids, and so much more. At the end of my president's term, it was also time for me to say goodbye. A new executive board was elected, and I wish them well. They have already done a term, and they are doing amazing. At this point of my life, I am hoping to be able to travel for this podcast. I am hoping to find a sponsor, either someone who supports me financially, or maybe an airline, a hotel chain, or any other hospitality or tourism company. Let's see what happens. I am working on it. And I wonder if I will be lucky a third time doing what I love and getting paid for it. If you like my podcast, please subscribe and share it with all your friends and family and everybody you know. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.